Well, good morning, everyone, and happy Mother's Day. It's a good Mother's Day. It's kind of bank for me with five kids. Can you match? like Christmas, you know, <laughs> and my other kids that call me mom. I'm so very blessed. So today on campus and those of you that are watching online, happy Mother's Day. And we actually have a special happy Mother's Day is going to go out to Sandy Campbell in Florence, Wisconsin. That is one of our sound tech's moms. And he said, I can't be with her today because he's here doing sound. And uh, so I said, you know what? We're going to give a happy Mother's shout out to Sandy in Wisconsin. So happy Mother's Day, Sandy. Yeah, give her a hand. Now, I'm sure you all came expecting to hear Mother's Day message. And in fact, I wasn't planning on speaking. Pastor hadn't even asked me uh, as of yet. And Wednesday night when I was sitting in church, the Lord spoke to me and said, I want you to speak a message on Mother's Day. And the reason Pastor hadn't said anything is, for those that don't know, I had a really hard time recovering from COVID. He was sicker with COVID, but my recovery took several weeks, and so he's been going kind of light on me. And uh, I went, oh, okay, well, I'm not going to say anything. Maybe it's just, you know, I'm just making this up in my head. So we're driving home in the car together with all the grandkids, because, you know, I load up my van on Wednesday night with all the grandkids, bring them here, because it's so important to get them into church midweek. They need that filling up, too, just like we do. And uh, he was riding with me, which he normally doesn't, and he turned to me on the way home. He says, Carol, I know it's really late, um, but I feel you have a message for Mother's Day. And I said, yes, I do. So I have a message today, but could before we open this, could we just pray? Because I really believe this is going to be a pivotal crossroads moment for all of us, not just moms, and for the kids that uh, we're going to touch on today. Heavenly Father, I come to you today, Lord. I thank you for the word because the word is life. So as I just give the truth from your scripture, I know it won't return void. And I pray that, Lord, as we leave here today, we will leave with a greater purpose of being on fire for the kids of this next generation. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, I know, you know, like I said, you came for a Mother's Day message, but actually it's a recruitment day. Now, if you know me very well, I know some of you, you hide from me in the hallways because around here I'm known as the recruiting queen. So they'll, they'll tell me in staff, hey, we need this and this. Will you recruit? And I'm like, why don't you do it? They'll do it for you. <laughs> so today I am recruiting a lot of people. In fact, I need 140 million people, give or take a few. Um, I need volunteers, but let me tell you, it's a really exciting volunteer opportunity. Um, your wardrobe's provided for you. Um, your expenses have been paid, and uh, anybody can do it. Moms, dads, sisters, brothers, grandpas, uncles, aunts, teachers, counselors, doctors, nurses, and a few coaches thrown in there would be really great. And uh, you are going to, I'll tell you what, you are going to be on the front row seat to miracles, healings, breakthroughs, and I am going to give a little disclaimer. You might get beat up a little bit. You might have to spend some nights up. You might get a few skin needs. Are you ready to sign up? Sure you are. You don't need a pin. 
You don't even need to hassle signing up online with your devices. Um, you just need one thing, and that's a relationship with Jesus Christ. He's going to do the rest. I guess you probably by now know what I'm talking about. Any guesses? Praying. I'm looking for volunteers in this campaign so that every child born every year, 140 million, give or take a few, will have a praying, praying mom. In fact, the, the title today is Every Child Needs a Praying Mom, but they need a praying dad, they need a praying grandparents, they need praying uncles and aunts, they need praying neighbors. Every child deserves to be prayed for. In fact, those are the children that will have the greatest success in life. So we're going to look at some insights through the scripture, and we're going to talk about two moms specifically that had a prayer life. And the first mom was Hannah. Now, we remember Hannah. She was barren, and uh, she so wanted a child. In fact, she had a very specific prayer. She wanted a son. I prayed that prayer a few times. Um, and I, we finally did get a son after four daughters. But she prayed for a, a son. Now, the thing is, um, Sarah was married to a man who had a second wife, and her name, I'm just going to call her Penny. That's how I think of her, not very affectionately, because she was a pain in Hannah's side. And she caused her so much trouble because she was very fertile. She had kids, and she really rubbed it in Hannah's nose. But Hannah was determined, and she prayed specifically with confidence and an intentional prayer. She prayed for a long time. Every year when they, go, they would go to Shiloh, she would go, and they would pray, and she would pray, Lord, give me a son. In fact, one year when she went, she was filled with such sorrow. It says that she wept bitterly. And in fact, she wept so bitterly that the priest Eli accused her of being drunk. It says in 1 Samuel 1.11, and she made a vow saying, Lord Almighty, if you will only look on your servant's misery, mostly caused by Penny, and remember me and not forget your servant, but give her a son, then I will give to him, him to the Lord all the days of my life. Now, she tells Eli, I'm not drunk. She tells him, I'm so heartbroken. And he says to her, go in peace, and the God of Israel grant your petition, which you have asked him. And you're right. She had a son. And we know his name as Samuel. Samuel grew up to be a very godly priest and prophet. He was raised to follow the Lord. She had him for about two or three years before she took him to the priest Eli, and he was to be raised under his direction. I believe that during those years that she had him in two or three years, she laid such tremendous spiritual depth and foundations, and she prayed for him. And we know that she kept in contact with him. Every year when she went up to the temple, she would make uh, Samuel a new coat. And I know that that coat was prayed over. And I know that as she prepared that coat and she sewed the sleeves and she sewed the buttons, she was praying, Lord, bless Samuel. Let him be used of you. Raise him up to be a godly man. 
And we see throughout scripture that he was a very godly judge. He ruled well for the Lord. And I love this. It actually says that Samuel is remembered for being a prayer warrior. In Psalms 99, verse 6, it says Moses and Aaron were among his priests, and Samuel was among those who called upon the Lord, and he answered them. So not only did Hannah produce a godly son, but a a praying mom produced a praying son. So Samuel ministry as the prophet of God is a sure testimony to Hannah's continued prayers for him. Despite this, Eli had obvious failure with his own sons. In fact, we see in scripture in Samuel that he was judged and his sons were judged Uh, Eli was judged for not raising his sons to be godly and demanding them to walk godly before the Lord. But despite Eli's obvious failing as father to his own son, Samuel still became a man of God. I think that's an important principle. He was a man of God and he was a man of prayer because he had someone praying for him. And let me tell you, I want... 140 million plus people to pray, but no one prays like a godly mom. No one understands and carries. You carry that baby in your womb for nine months, and one of my kids I carried for nine months and three weeks. And I'll tell you, you love that child, and when you pray, there is an element of prayer that is unprecedented. Now, our second mom is the Syrophoenician mom. She's an outsider. She's not a Jewish, and uh, she's really been someone that's been an outcast, and, uh, but we see that her, her prayer is demonstrated with great faith, and so the story, we can pick it up here in uh, the book of Matthew, but the background is Jesus been praying, he's been performing miracles, signs and wonders, and wherever he goes, great crowds are, are swarming, and the, the news is getting out that he's having these tremendous miracles, eyes are open, people are raised from the dead. I mean, who doesn't want to go see that? But he was tired. And it actually says um, that he actually wanted to take some time off. And it says in Mark 7:24, he entered into a house and would have no man know it, but he could not be hid. <laughs> I love that. Jesus... He cannot be hid from our prayers. When we pray for our kids, we're going to find him. It says if you seek him, you will find him. And when we're praying, parents and people, we know that God hears our prayers and he is not going to hide for us. But uh, this mom, she comes and, you know, Jesus is taking a retreat. And it says here in Matthew 15, verse 21 on, then Jesus went out from there And he departed to the region of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a woman of Canaan came from that region and cried out to him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. My daughter is severely demon-possessed. But he answered her, Not a word. His disciples came and urged him, saying, Send her away, for she cries out after us. And Jesus says, I was not sent except to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Then she came, and the scripture literally says that she threw herself at his feet. 
and she said, Lord, help me. How many's ever prayed a help me prayer? Listen, if you are around kids in the grocery store and they're not even yours, you have prayed help. Because I know what you're thinking. I know what you're thinking. You just say, help me, Lord. Help me so I don't do something that will be on the news tonight. But she said, Lord, help me. <laughs> this woman wanted her daughter to be delivered from demon possession. She saw her daughter being tormented. And she was willing to throw herself at the feet of Jesus and say, Lord, help me. In verse 28, it says, the Lord answered, oh, woman, great is your faith. <laughs> I like that. I want to hear that from the Lord. Oh, woman, great is your faith. Let it be to you as your desire. And her daughter was healed from that very hour. Don't you love that? Amen. I mean, talk about miracles. And I told you. That this assignment in prayer was going to, you're going to be able to see miracles and signs and wonders. Now, don't go out back and tell your kids you need to be delivered from demons. That's not what this is saying. <laughs> but this mother illustrated the connection between faith and an unfavorable circumstance. She was determined. Her great faith, she relied on the Son of God. You know that as we pray, Faith becomes stronger and stronger. It's like in a lab. You just keep working at it, and you keep trying, and it gets stronger, and your, your opportunities to see more prayers answered become a reality. And she was not going to let go of the promises of God. I often tell moms when I'm counseling with moms and praying with them when they're going through difficult parenting, you cannot outrun a praying mom. Say that with me. You cannot outrun a praying mom. And scripture proves that you can't outrun a praying father too because the prodigal son, who was waiting for him when he returned? His dad. Listen, you can't outrun a praying grandmother, grandfather, aunt, uncle, neighbor, local teacher, coach. Because when we pray, God answers prayer. Now, when we think about praying for our children, you probably are wanting to ask us, what is the most important pray we can, prayer we can pray? pray. And I, I believe, Pastor and I spoke, talked about this, and we believe the most important prayer that you can pray is that your children would come to know Jesus at a very young age and that they would follow him every day of their lives. Luke 9.23 says, If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. Matthew 27, 37, 22, 37 through 39, Jesus said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with your, all your mind. And this is the great commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Those are the most important prayers. That our children would come to know the Lord. Your neighbor's kid, your grandchild would come to know the Lord at a very young age. Because the, the sooner they come to Christ, the smoother the road. I'm not going to say there's not going to be trials. Our uh, daughter Cindy, when she was just three years old, uh, was very ill with juvenile rheumatoid arthritis. And those that haven't heard the story, you know, she went from being a healthy three-year-old to being um, pretty much crippled up, spent days in the hospital. And the Lord appeared to her 
and actually healed her at one evening when I was rocking her. The next morning, during the night, the Lord appeared to her, and the next morning she was completely healed, and we asked her what happened, and she said, Jesus kept coming in and out of the room all night, touching me all over my body, and she was completely healed. She was on 16 bear aspirin a day. So listen, kids, they need to know Jesus. We had instilled in her at even at three, we would pray and we would encourage her and share the scriptures with her. So she had that strength. She already had that understanding. You know, we can pray for our kids to be smart and beautiful and successful and rich, even a professional athlete who doesn't want a kid that makes $50 million a year. Um, these are good prayers. But the most important prayer is the prayer that they would be solely devoted to Jesus Christ. Now, I want to look at some specific prayers because I want to give you some practicals today. Um, and we're going to look at specific, confident, and intentional prayers. Now, the first prayer is specific prayers. Now, if you're a list keeper, that's really easy. My best friend, and she's like my sister, Renetta, she always has lists. If Renetta's praying for you, you know it's on a list. You get in her car and there's this paper, you know, and she's got these lists. But however you keep track, pray specific prayers. And you know what? Don't give up. You're praying those prayers for your kids. Don't give up. Keep at it. My mom, in fact, my earliest recollection of my mom is she on the side of the bed praying for us. You'd go in it. You'd peek in in the morning, and she'd be kneeling next to the bed, and she would be praying. She'd pray, Lord, you know, bless Billy, bless Robert, bless Carol Ruth. And, uh, but she had this one prayer, and we knew it. She prayed that all of us would be in full-time ministry. And she took that very seriously. That was her prayer. And I remember I was in junior high, and I was in the choir, and that we would go traveling to different schools to do assemblies. And I was always the featured vocalist. And I would sing, I believe for every drop of rain that falls, a flower grows. And I remember singing that all over and over and over again. And one day my teacher, my music teacher, came up to me and he said, my friend is a producer. Now I'm, I'm like 13 years old. And we want to sign you and we want to produce, produce you. That was cool. I thought that was great. I went home. I told my mom, guess what? My teacher wants me to meet this producer, and they want to sign me. She goes, no. I'm like, mom, this, no. She said, I'm not going to let you do that because God gave you that voice, and you're not going to use it for the world, and you're going to be in full-time ministry. And I went back, and I told the teacher. My mom said no, so he tried to call her. You know what she said to him? No. My mom didn't even take a breath. She didn't even go, oh, let me think about it, I'll pray. She's, no. In fact, she never even asked my dad. She just told me, no. She had prayed that specific prayer, and nothing was going to thwart that. And you might go, well, that's not very nice. Your mom wasn't very loving because she prayed for you. You didn't have a choice. I had a choice. And in fact, when I, uh, at a in high school, I started working for a bank, and I had done so well that by the time I graduated from high school, I was on a training track in, for a bank in business and was going taking business classes with the bank, and as well as going to Bible college. And uh, Rick and I got married, 
I thought he was going to be a professional baseball player. That's what he told me. He was, we'd go to his games. He wore uniforms. His white pants were pink after we got married. That tells you how much laundry experience I had. I remember he was going to get, he was being, he was being, uh, you know, what do they call it, like recruited, and he was going to uh, be seen by a recruiter, and he had to wear pink baseball pants. They stood out. Um, And so, you know, and I thought, and then he had a backup plan. If he wasn't going to play baseball, he was going to be a dentist. And in my opinion, both of those things seemed much better than being a pastor's wife. We'd been married just about three weeks, and he came home one day, and he opened the door, and our apartment was super tiny. We paid $60 a month. We lived in, well, anyway, um, <laughs> if I told you, you'd know why we paid $60 a month. And he goes, Carol, God told me to go to Bible school. And I went, are you kidding me? <laughs> Bible school? Yes, God told me to go to Bible school. And I knew then my mom's prayers were being answered. (laughs) And I decided right then and there, I better just give it up because I knew she had been praying God's will for my life at a very young age. And I said, yes, you need to do that. You know, it tells us in Philippians 4, 6 that we're not to be anxious. We're to be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. We need to have specific prayer lists and requests that we pray for our kids. This cannot be, you know, hit or miss here. We need to have a plan. In fact, you single people that are here today and you youth, you need to be praying specifically for the people around you and for yourself. You see giftings. Parents, you see giftings specifically in your kids. And you need to pray those giftings. You need to pray over the things that, are specific to you. You see a child that has an anger issue. Don't just go, well, we'd better find a good counselor. (laughs) You better just get on your knees and ask God to help them because the Holy Spirit can do in 10 seconds what a really good counselor might take a year and a whole lot of money. And I'm I'm not disking counselors. One of my dearest and best friends is one of the most amazing Christian counselors you've ever met. I love her very much. And I wouldn't take any business from her because she gets down and does the work. But sometimes we do a lot of frustrating things because we just don't get on our knees and pray. And let me tell you, you can pray anywhere, anytime, any day, any time zone because God hears you. The, the second type of prayer is a confident prayer. And these are from a position of authority. When we come to Christ, and that's when I opened, I said, the only thing you need, you need to do is have a relationship with Jesus Christ. I hear people that aren't even Christians going, you know, let's all pray. You know, make sure and pray. And I'm like, what, what are, you, are you praying to? Who are you praying to? You know, pray, there's all religions. no. You know, you can't just pray and throw it up in the air and hope it gets answered. There is only one way to pray, and that is to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. And we come boldly. It tells us in in Hebrews 4.16, let us therefore come boldly into the throne room of grace to obtain help. There's that, you know, we attain mercy and find grace 
to help in time of need. There's that word help again. We need his help. Uh, I was recalling a story. Our two youngest daughters, Nicole and Katie, uh, wanted to go to a different school than, than we were, you know, mapped out for in our district. And they said, Mom, we really want to go to this other school. And it was high school, and I said, okay, well, we need to go to the local school district office. So we got in the car. We went down there one day after school, walked in, and I told them, you know, we want an intra-district transfer. And they said, we're really sorry, but our schools are so impacted right now. We even have kids sitting on the floor in the wall, up against the wall because we're so impacted. It's just not possible. Oh, the girls, we were disappointed. We really wanted them to go to this other school. And uh, so... We just, uh, I remember taking the forms, and I said, look, we're going we're gonna to take these, and we're going to fill them out anyway, right? Because, you know, you got to put action, feet to your faith. And I remember as we got into the car, I'll never forget, it was up here down the street, and uh, I still remember that the parking lot wasn't paved. I don't know if they were in a temper, temporary building or what, but it was sand and rocks and whatever, and I remember us driving over them as we drove out. And I was just praying under my breath because I could see how disappointed the girls were. And the Lord gave me a song. It was a rap. I kid you not. God gave me a rap. And I told the girls, God just gave me a rap. I can't believe it, but he's going to get you guys into the school. And I still remember it to this day. You can talk to the district. You can talk to the board. But if you want to get an answer, you take it to the Lord. That's right, my, my rap. And I remember we sang it all the way home and we were laughing. But guess what? A few days later, I got a call from the district office. They said, don't tell anyone. But we're going to make an exception and we're going to transfer your girls to the school that they want. How many missed opportunities to answer prayer do we have because we don't ask. We don't ask. There is so much potential. Just a few uh, weeks ago, our son married this amazingly beautiful Sicilian young woman. And I, I mean, it, she's amazing. And they're amazing. Our son graduated from law school in the middle of COVID. He's already working as an attorney. And they get married. And I recall just uh, about a few years ago after he had really just was going to law school and he was in another relationship to a wonderful girl that we loved very much, but it just wasn't the girl. And Rick took him aside and said, son, if you will give everything to the Lord and you will trust him and you will bring this to the Lord and ask the Lord to direct your path and surrender everything to him, he's going to give you an amazing wife. And it wasn't very long after that, Harvest Fest out here, that beautiful Sicilian girl came walking this way, and he came walking this way, and they met, kaboom. There were sparks flying. And now they're married. Because we had a confident, he had a confident prayer and he had praying parents, and he was praying from a position of authority. 
The last type of prayer, and there's all kinds of prayers, but in, intentional prayers. If you're intentional about something, it means you're deliberate. You do it on purpose. You know, one of the things that I think is so important is in kids is that we point out their giftings and their strengths. Because we want to pray over those things. And the Lord begins showing you those, sometimes even in the womb. Sometimes the Lord even speaks to you as, as a praying parent, as a praying person. And single people, again, begin praying for your children now. Don't go, well, that's not for me. No, this is for you. Begin praying and pray over those strengths. Be intentional about it. Be intentional about the things that you see. The Lord will give you dreams and visions if you are intentional. It says, the prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. Powerful and effective. Now, when we're intentional in our prayers, that means we take all of these things, specific, confident, intentionality, and we're going to actually do this right now. We're going to go to Psalms chapter 1, and we're going to pray. I'm going to show you how to pray scripture. How many of you ever have prayed? How many of you pray scripture? How many would like to learn how to pray scripture? Okay, we're going to do that right now, and we're going to look at Psalms chapter 1, and I'm sure that, that you're familiar with this portion, and what we're going to do is we pray this, is like we turn this into a prayer. You're going to put your child or children's names in there. You can even say it out loud. In fact, let's do it out loud, okay? So we're going to say, Lord, I pray that you will bless, say your kids' names, Carolyn, Joe, Cindy, Scott, Scott, Paul, I got a lot of kids. And that they would not walk in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stand in the path of sinners. And I pray that that child will not sit in the seat of the scornful. And I remember my kids, I'd see them come home from school and they'd be a little bit, you know, I could tell, you know, you could tell by your kids' friends. And I remember they'd walk down the hall and I'd say in my prayers, they will not sit with the seat of the scornful. They shall not walk with the ungodly. And they'd say, what did you say, Mom? Oh, nothing. <laughs> it says, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates. And I would say, Lord, I pray you'd bless. And that they would delight in your law, Lord, and that they would meditate on your law day and night. It's a simple prayer. You, don't, you know, kids, they're on devices a lot. But, you know, you don't have to hassle them. Just begin praying, Lord, I pray they just put that device down, and they'll start meditating on your word day and night. And the promises there, that I pray that they would be like a tree planted by the rivers of living water and that they will bring forth its fruit in its right season. Don't let my kids mess up their life and have their fruit delayed. Let them be fruitful as you intended for them and that their leaf would not wither and whatever they do will prosper. That's an intentional prayer Filled with faith and specific, that's how you pray the scripture. And you can take any scripture. Psalms 23, Lord, be this child. I pray for my grandkids every day. Lord, bless them, like a lot of them. You know, bless this one by name. Lord, bless Nathan. Be his shepherd, Lord. Bless Colette. She's driving now. 
be her guide. Psalms 91, protect her. Bless Johanna. Everywhere she goes, everybody just is attracted to her. Keep her safe. Psalms 91, protect her mind. All this. Rachel, she plays instruments. Lord, use her for your glory. Let her give speech. Take the scripture. Be specific. Pray over them. Caden, sports. Now I have to say all my grandkids, you know who you are. You're amazing. All of you are amazing. And you know, I can't tell you everything's going to be perfect. I've shared our experiences many times, and you've heard our testimony, but there's so many rewards. I was just watching Lizzie sing today, and I got all teary-eyed when I came in because I remember she was probably about, how old were you, Lizzie, when you came for voice? She was 12 years old, and we were in the front, one of the music rooms for our performing arts program here at Cornerstone. And uh, she came for voice lessons. And the minute she started singing, I said, you're going to be a worship leader. I could see it on you. I could hear it. And her voice was big, but it was all over the place. But I was not to be deterred because I heard the voice of the Lord say, my hand is on her. And she's got a praying mom. And all these years, even though our voice lessons stopped and she's off to college, university, I still pray for her. And I will pray for that girl for the rest of her life. That's the campaign I'm calling you to today. Who is a child that God is putting in your life? There's 140 million children, give or take a few, that we need to make sure they deserve to be covered in prayer I think of the reward that Timothy's mom and grandmother had. They had an immeasurable impact on Timothy's life. It says, uh, it says in 2 Timothy 1.5, I am reminded of your sincere faith, which first lived in your grandmother Lois and in your mother Eunice, and I am persuaded now lives in you. Listen, oh, what joy <laughs> when I see my kids ministering and when I hear my kids talking about the Lord. And, and my kids aren't all in full-time ministry. I, I have uh, kids that do different things, and I'm proud of them all, and they're all serving with such passion. I think of the Hellmans, um, their daughter Allie, which many of you may not know, but they're sitting right over here. Their daughters, both their daughters danced in New York at, they, they, I mean, it was like the odds of two quarterbacks being picked to go to USC. Their daughters were chosen to go into prestigious dance instruction in New York. And now they're continuing on. Both of those girls, in the midst of very dark circumstances, serve the Lord. And now Allie has a ministry that she does a business, but she ministers to dancers in that realm, in that world. Let me tell you, that's because that girl, her and her sister had a praying mom and dad. Many years, they were away from each other, but those people prayed for their kids. And today, we have a godly young woman in the middle of a place that none of us will ever get to go, shining the light for Jesus. There's a reward. There's a blessing. The greatest reward is eternity, knowing that your kids will serve God and, and be in heaven. That's the greatest reward. Listen, we have this opportunity to take up this campaign to pray 
for children and moms especially today, every child deserves a praying mom. Every child deserves somebody in their corner. There's never been a time like today when we need to cover our children in prayer. So whether you're five or 105, God is still God and he's still in the business of answering prayers. He loves to hear our prayers. He's just waiting. Who are you gonna pray for today? It can be in the grocery store with that little kid that's kicking the mom. Lord, you know that child. Right there, right now, touch that child, save that child. Remember when my kids were in elementary school and I would go in several days a week because I had so many children, I felt kind of guilty um, until we did, we did homeschool for a stint. But I would go in and while I was there cutting the paper and I played the piano and traveled with the music teacher for the district and played all that, I would just lay my hands on the kids. Well, how are you today, Rob? You doing good? Jesus touched Rob. He's going to be a good boy, really. I believe you can make him a good boy. And I would go through, and I would just, on the back of the chair, I would just be praying, Lord, bless that child. And do you know how many of those kids specifically are in the ministry now? Just because someone took up their cause to pray. And again, I said at the very beginning, there's only thing, one thing you need, and that's a relationship with Jesus Christ. If you're in this room today, whether you're 5 or 105, you can begin on this exciting journey in prayer. And it just starts with the relationship. The Bible tells us, and if you're online, this is your day too. God's word tells us that a relationship begins with just an acknowledgement of Jesus as our Savior. Romans 3, 23 says, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. There's not one person in this room that has not come short of God's glory because we have rebelled against God. Romans 6, 23, for the wages of sin are death, but the gift of God is eternal life. Not only do you get a relationship with Jesus Christ, but you get an opportunity to spend eternity with him. And I think heaven's going to be pretty cool. And uh, I would like to ask today that if you're watching online or you're here and you say, you know what, I want to be that prayer person, but I need to start with a relationship with Jesus. I'm going to ask everyone just to bow your heads. And if you say, yes, that's me, I want that relationship with Jesus, just, just pray this prayer. Romans 10, 9 and 10 says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe your, in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness and one, with the mouth confession is made to salvation. So Lord, just pray this prayer. Let's pray it together, church. And those of you that are saying it, just speak this prayer to the Lord. Dear Jesus, I come to you today. I acknowledge I am a sinner, and I ask that you forgive me of my sins, and you clean me up, take all unrighteousness. I want a relationship with you, Jesus, and I want to begin today in your name. Amen. Amen. Hey, those of you that prayed that, you can go online to CC Anaheim, and you can say, I received Christ today. We'll get a hold of you, give you materials that will help you in your walk with him.
And then for those of you that are believers, how many of you say yes to my campaign? Wait a minute. Turn on the lights. I got to see. Yes to my campaign. I'm going to pray for my children and children. My Hey, I want to see. How many of you say I'm going to be part of the 140 million? Okay, there we go. We're short a few here, guys. Come on. You say, I'm going to pray, whether you're a teacher, a doctor, whatever it is. You can lay hands on kids. Well, be careful. But <laughs> just be discreet. Pray for those kids and believe God because he wants every child to have someone in their corner in prayer. God bless you. Let's stand and worship the Lord. And happy Mother's Day. So oh. 